0: Thank you, Martin. Uh, We know, uh, as you stated, you are the managing director of Ashley Taylor's Legal um, and part of your work would include uh, training your advocates for the role. So could you describe maybe a little bit about what exactly it means to be a county court advocate and what would this role entail? What kind of areas of law would your advocates be trained for?
1: So county court advocate with us, um, they will apply to become an advocate with us and then If they're selected, they go through our training and selection course, which is two weeks online full time. Uh, And if they pass that and you have to pass it, it is quite a high threshold. Um, But previous experience is not necessary. It's it's what you do on the course that matters to us. Um, Then the, the, the role of a county court advocate is someone who will go to court and work in the lower courts before district judges and they will work on a variety of cases. A lot of them are applications, um, and the cases in the lower courts break into two very distinct groups, and you have effectively, I mean, they're all contentious, but you have those which are adversarial and those which are procedural. Now, procedural cases are things like mortgages and return of goods where there's no real opportunity to have an adversarial scrap and a fight because if they're in arrears with their mortgage what else is there to say it's pretty well laid out for them so we call them procedural in terms of advocacy value, values quite minimal but uh in terms of uh adversarial cases like landlord and tenant or small claims or business claims um the value is quite high so they'll, they'll join us and we we take people Um, Through in stages, and they'll start doing cases before a judge because it's important to have that time before a judge um, to, to practice your skills. And you'll get asked if you're free for a case. You take the case on, you go, Yes, the papers are sent to you. You prepare the papers as you're taught how to do on the course, and you prepare your case. Then you go to court, you present the case. You probably had to speak to your client before the case. You might even have had to telephone the client the day before just to make sure they're coming. Um, You present the case in accordance with how you're taught. um, But I don't want you to think when I say how you're taught that this is a one size fits all template. There is no template. It's as simple as that. So every case has has its own differences. Um, And then having done the case, you briefly talk to the client about it. You report back to us. Um, and then we send the result off, you go home and you write up your full report. Probably, you will spend more time preparing uh, and writing up your reports than the actual time before the judge. That's quite common. Um, So even as an advocate, I would say a good 70% of your time is administrative.
0: Martin, as you've said, um, you don't necessarily look too much into what, what advocates have done beforehand. It's more their performance on the course itself. Um, and your advocates don't necessarily need to be qualified as a solicitor or barrister before going to court and representing clients. So where does that right for advocates to go to court come from?
1: Well, um, the, the rights derive primarily from the Legal Services Act. And that basically says that, Anyone who is assisting with the conduct of the litigation uh, and is supervised by a firm regulated by the SRA, which we are, um, has therefore rights to appear before the lower courts. And the there's been recent cases that support that um, because some judges were saying, well, how can you be supervised? We're not satisfied you're involved in the um conduct of the litigation and it makes no sense because if the instructing solicitors have sent it to us as an SRA organization and we've checked the papers and you've checked the papers, then quite clearly you are assisting and because you are supervised by and managed by um, a regulated body, you have rights of audience. It's it's not a case of we send you the case, we don't even bother to look at it, we're not worried, you, you do it and send it back. The whole thing is monitored beginning to end as it is by our instructing solicitors um, as well. Uh, There are just a few judges out there, and I say there are a few, and I say a few, I I think there's there's just two judges in the country who at the moment seem to be unable to take on board that uh, we, as the regulated practice, are the ones who have the say as to whether or not the person we send is suitable or not. Uh, and they feel that we don't have that right to decide whether someone is suitable. They have just decided that we don't have the right and therefore that person cannot be suitable. The case law is quite clear that we do have that right. Um, and generally, throughout the whole country, except those two judges who are pretty well known, I have to say to to all of us, um, the, there is not an issue with rights of audience. So long as you're contracted to us, um, so there's a contract in place, and you have your supervising solicitor in place uh, and all the things that we need to comply with, with the Legal Services Act are complied with, which, of course, we do.
0: Thank you, Martin. Um, I Yeah, I'm glad that advocates are able to go into court and get this practical courtroom experience. I know that I'm definitely seeing an improvement from my advocacy from doing so. Yeah. Martin, for your selection process, I know we've touched on this already throughout the podcast, but if you had to summarise your selection process, sorry, what criteria exactly is it you're going to be looking for from your future advocates?
1: So we um, recruit in a very different way to other agencies. We are, strangely enough, quite informal for someone who does a very formal job. And as you yourself might remember with us, the interviews aren't really interviews, they're chats. And all we want to do in our chat is, is is this person able to to engage in conversation about anything uh, and not do the CV point of view um, and the CV template and give us CV answers. So if we ask a question... Uh, most of our questions are not the kind of things you get from Chambers and we just want to see how that goes. And we actually look at the character. Are they engaging? Are they interesting to listen to? Um, are they able to express themselves in an interesting way? Because all of those are qualities that you cannot be taught in bar school. You are it's either you as a person or not. So we are really interested in personality. Do we look at your CV, what exams you've passed? Yes, we do. Uh, and that's the that's only thing we look at. I'm not going to ask you about them. Um, have you passed it? And the only reason I want to know that is, are you capable of learning? Because there is a lot to learn. So if you've got the personality and you can't learn, it's not going to work. So prove you've learned uh, and whatever exams you've taken, show me that. Then the rest is down to um, do we like that person? Yes. And 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 we grade a person simply yes or no yes they've got the personality yes I think if we invite them on the course they're going to pass it yes I think they have the right attributes to be a good advocate with the right training for us Uh, no means that means that they didn't inspire us um, or they couldn't express themselves well or they were um, not able to converse as well as we wanted and I've no doubt that we've said no to some future Lord justices. But at the time we spoke to them, they didn't display how we thought we wanted someone to be as a good advocate. And so it's as simple as that. And from that, if you're a yes, then um, we put you forward for selection. And then selection itself, because we are, the most we will train is eight in one go. Really, we only want to train six, but eight is a maximum. Um, It's not uncommon that we will have 60 or 70 or even more applicants mid-year. And of those 60 or 70, um, it's not uncommon that we will have 20 yeses. And then we've got 20 yeses not graded 1 to 20, uh, and we can only choose 6 or 8. And it just comes down to an instinct. We met that person. We think this person will get on well with that person. And we try and make a course where the course of six or eight will get on well together. And they're a complete mix. We have to make sure they're from right across the country because we do know, as a matter of fact, we've been training athletes now for 30 years. We do know, um, even online, uh, when we switch to online as opposed to -to face-to-face training after lockdown, um, even online, that if the course gels and gets on well together, all of them produce better results on assessment.
0: Thank you, Martin. I think um, if anybody is interested at this point from either, you know, having decided before this podcast or after listening to the podcast of joining um, Ashley Taylor's Legal as an advocate, am I right in saying that there's some more information available on the website in terms of how to contact you um, and how to apply?
1: There's a little bit of information on the website. Our website, strangely enough, is deliberately obtuse, so it doesn't tell you very much. Um and there are, there are reasons for that, commercial reasons, one of which is because if we grow too fast, we can't recruit very fast in the methods that we do. because the other agencies you can go and be an, you can go and be an advocate with one day's training, and we just say, well, all that's going to do is is send you into court too early without the right toolkit. You're going to get into bad habits. Chambers aren't going to like it, but needs must for some advocates I so accept that. So we can't recruit fast. But if they do, look on the website. Um, there's an inquiries there under advocate, you fill that in, um, or they can just email me direct, um, mptaylor at ashleytaylors.co.uk, or you can email uh, inquiries at ashleytaylors.co.uk. And both of those, um, the second one, the first one goes to be direct, obviously, the second one goes is actually the proper route to do it, and that will come out to me. But either way, it doesn't matter. All, all inquiries for advocates will come to me one way or another.
0: Thank you, Martin. Before we conclude then, I just wanted to ask if you've got any final thoughts on advocacy generally or becoming an advocate for everyone listening.
1: Um, So a final thought. Advocacy is not for everybody. um, And people look at advocacy sometimes through the wrong glasses. So whatever you've seen on television, ignore. And whatever you've done in your mock trials and your mooting, I'm going to say, um, outspokenly, ignore. It is, you've got to have a passion for it Um, and don't think it's an easy option. It isn't an easy option in law. It is one of the harder options and it's underestimated massively because advocacy, unlike uh, a lawyer who can sit in an office and do their law and be very good, if they want time out, You can have the timeout. You can go and do the cup of tea. You can go and look something up. Advocacy, you're there standing live on stage. There is no timeout. There is no interval. There is nowhere to go. You don't have time to look up stuff. You either know it or you don't know it. And if you don't know it, you're going to be found out very quickly in a very humiliating way. And so not everyone can do that. It it, it isn't nerve-wracking. If you love it, it, you're you can do it very well if you are nervous in your early days that's fine everyone is nervous in their early days why wouldn't you be it's a completely new thing Um, but don't go for the glamour of it because it is probably the least glamorous because of the times you have to work in the evenings to prepare your advocacy whereas a lawyer working in-house in a desk usually doesn't have to take their work home in the evenings
0: Martin, thank you very much. This has been very helpful. We really appreciate you coming on at Align the Bar to speak to us about both advocacy and becoming a county court advocate and how listeners can do that with Ashley Taylor's legal. To anybody that has been listening to our podcast, thank you very much for listening. And I hope this has been helpful to future and current advocates. If you have any comments or questions, you can leave those in the comment section below where this is available, or you can send any inquiries to info at alignthebar.co. Thank you. Thank you.